Welcome. I am a small, fuzzy, middle-aged woman, unexpectedly named Turl Kronberg. And in the very front of my brain, I have an exceptional little bit that I call the wise turtle. She is the most thoughtful, observant, and compassionate part of me. And this podcast is her platform for speaking to the world. Her aim is to try to understand the patterns of growth in the universe and use those discoveries to help us all uncover the most important, inspiring story of who we are and where we want to go as Earthlings. I hope that you enjoy her musings. Namaste. A nervous system for the Earth. A lot of people have been talking about this idea of a nervous system for the Earth for a very long time. Uh, it's a guy named Teilhard de Chardin or something like that. It's a very French, I believe, name. <laughs> Hard for me, U.S. American lady to pronounce it, Bostonian woman. But Teilhard de Chardin probably wasn't the first person to talk about a nervous system, the noosphere of an entire planet, but he certainly was one of the ones to popularize it. I think he was a Jesuit priest or something like that. Um, but there have been many other individuals talking about this. Um, I believe Schrodinger did, or at least Heisenberg, one of those two did. Um, and Bucky Fuller certainly talked about it, and lots of other people. Um, and the idea is basically that our our planet is connected informationally, and that increases increases the consciousness of the planet, which means that the entire planet can be sort of more aware of itself, just the just like. A human body is aware of itself and what's going on inside of it so it can better regulate itself. It can better move things around and get stuff to where it needs to go. So a planetary system, I have come up with a sort of general pattern based on a, a categorization system that I like to use, which is similar to Pascal's triangle. And it's got... Um, a way of generating new things by two processes, which are basically evolution, which I also say is entropy. It's the same general process, um, which is contraction and expansion. Contraction is basically natural selection. When uh, two things sort of come together because they fit well, they're complementary. They're not the same, but they're not totally different either. But they're complementary. And so they fit together like puzzle pieces. 
or like, you know, male and female or something else that fits well together. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so we've got, we've got these natural selection, which is contraction, and then random mutation is similar in that it's got um, the division of something. So it's creating something new. And that's, you know, well, sexual reproduction, basically. So when you've naturally selected the two things that come together, and they actually produce something totally new, so there's an offspring, sort of a separate thing. And they've got these two processes that fit together in Pascal's triangle. If you consider like zero as being contraction and one being is expansion. So I fit this kind of all together and you get a, you get a pattern that looks kind of like a triangle. And I use this to generate maps of all kinds of things to show you the different categories and the different kinds of things that fit together. And I have created what I've called the architecture of a new internet or possibly the nervous system of the planet because it's basically the same thing. The internet uh, is becoming our entire communication network system, at least on a large on, on a, on a large scale. Obviously, we still communicate individually, uh, like one nerve in a brain will connect directly to another one. And so there's still in-person connection, but the internet on a larger scale uh, moves information down very long nerves. So there's a nerve that goes from your brain down to your toes, basically. So you have a very large uh, long waves uh, moving things around the whole planet. So this architecture that I've come up with, um, I've, ex I've, I've gone into a little bit of this in previous things, um, but today I'm just going to go through this pretty quickly and, and say what the categories are and a little bit about how they relate. So um, my diagram often starts off with cogito ergo sum, uh, which is, of course, Descartes' I think, therefore, I am, which is really more, it doesn't mean think as in I solve problems. It's more like I observe, I am aware. Um, I'm taking in information and, and using it, processing it. So uh, we start there. We start with the fact that, well, there's somebody here. There's someone who's observing. There is a beginning of this nervous system, a sensory input of something that is observing something. And then likely something that's going to output some information based on that process. So it's basically just there is an individual who is doing something. At the very beginning of all of this is each and every one of us. We have our own experiences. We have our own observations. And then we have our own uh, ways that we produce new information, new ideas, new wants and desires and goals. Um, this is us thinking. This is us being alive and existing, right? So we start there. And this is the why. This answers the why question. Why is something happening? Well, it's because cogito ergo sum, something exists. There is something existing, observing, thinking, being aware, and uh, that's why we're going to communicate. Okay. So the next question next level of questions after we split off into two things. Um, there are two possible options now 
for the answer of when. When is something happening? When is this communication, this information happening? Is it in the past? Is it a, quote, fact? Is it a real thing that already happened and we're remembering it or recalling it, describing it in some way? Or is it the future where something we're imagining happening, you know, something we want, something we, we think could happen, um, a vision, for example? Okay, so once we have decided, this is like a, a decision tree, um, which if you know anything about computer algorithms, um, they're basically decision trees. They send information uh, in different ways depending on what the information is and where it needs to go. So that's what this system does. It routes information. It helps us tell the story based on the kinds of answers that we have, the kinds of information that we're trying to convey. Okay, so first we decide if it's past or future information that we're trying to talk about, something that's happened in the past that we want to describe or something that we would like to happen in the future. Um, okay, then we move to the next question, which is how. We have three or four options. There are three categories, but because the categories have already started splitting like a tree, the branches have kind of been split, um, some of the tree branches actually come back together in this Pascal's triangle sort of system. So we, we end up having four detailed things, but three categories. So the how question is, you know, how is this thing happening? How is the information that we want to convey um, related to the rest of the world? Okay, so the first category, which is if it's in the past, it can be I want X, which I call explore sometimes. Um, and so this is based on past information. It's based on an, on an emptiness. Um, so well, obviously want is still in the future, but it's, but the information itself is based on the past. So for example, I'm hungry. That means in the past, I have not eaten recently and therefore there's an emptiness there. So I would say in the past, I did not eat, therefore I need to eat soon. Um, so you could say, I want food. Um, that could be the information that you want to convey. Or you could say, um, I want to scratch my nose because it's itching. There's something that you want to do. So these are something you want to input or something you want to output um, based on the past experience, based on what's going on. My nose was itchy a second ago, so now I want to scratch it. Okay, so the next category, the next general category is, is sort of collaborative, um, experimental sort of collaborative, working with other things. And so there's either the past stuff, which you say, I did X. So I already, I already scratched my nose. <laughs> um, and I wanna, I wanna let the world know that I scratched my nose. It's yeah, very important. <laughs> um, or something. Um, so there's the there's the the past version of what I call create. So we have created something, and we're expressing the fact that this has happened already. And then there's another category that is in the future, but still in this this sort of collaborative space, um, which is called dream. 
And that's, I want to create something. Um, I want to do X. Um, which is slightly different from when I want to scratch my nose. It's, it's subtle. Um, and a lot of these categories are, are very general and it's not super important that, that we understand them right now. So, um, okay. So this is called dream. So it's like, I want to do something really impressive. There's something important I want to do interacting with the rest of the world, which is why it's a little different than scratching your nose. Um, it, it's something that you need to interact with others um, in order to have happen. So then the final final category in there is at that le- at the how level is experiment. And that's um, I want to record for posterity's sake me trying to do X. So whatever it is that I'm trying to do, you know, maybe I want to build a house and I want to record myself doing this. I don't just want to learn how to do it. I don't want to help. I don't just want help doing it. I actually want to figure out on my own. I want to experiment with various processes while doing this so that I can share that process with others. This is, you know, basically experimentation um, for the purpose of future generations. So this is future stuff. Um, Okay. And then the, the major level here, which is the complex level, which is where we find social media and all of the different platforms on the internet and email and all of this different stuff and delivery services and everything that's on the internet sort of now starts fitting into these fourth level categories, which is called who. And this is who needs this information. I'm conveying this information about whether I want I want to get X or do X, or I want to, or I want to explain how I created something, or I want to tell you that I'm dreaming about trying to do something and need help with it, or that I want to experiment with doing it and sharing that experiment with you. So who needs this information? Who is this information um, ideally being directed to? I mean, obviously, all the information in theory should be accessible by pretty much anyone who might need it. But sometimes we want to specifically direct information to a certain individual. I mean, it might leak out even if we're trying to be private and it's specifically, you know, just directed towards one individual. But, you know, that happens. That's just part of life that, you know, (laughs) entropy, you know, things leak, things move around and sort of expand and go weird directions unexpectedly. So, um, but in general, we still would like to be able to direct information somewhere. So we ask, who is this for? And now there are a bunch of different categories and I'm going to go through them really quickly. Um, again, it's not super important that we know exactly what to call these, but there's a general concept here of a decision tree of how to direct information. And anyone who wants to design a system like this um, can sort of experiment with this. Um, and I can certainly help with doing that because I would like to experiment with, with it too. Okay, so the the eight different categories in the who, answering the who question. Okay, so purely in the past, we're still focusing on asking for help for the individual. Um, so that's, that's simply me saying, I want to eat. I would like food. <laughs> um, I'm looking for food. And so I'm going to direct this information 
sort of to myself. Um, I'm going to broadcast this information from my own location. I'm going to say, Turl is hungry. <laughs> Turl would like some food. And so this information goes to sort of my own um, device, whatever. It's, it's written on my face. It's, you know, I'm, I'm speaking this directly out of myself. So this is a, a, a personal expression. Um, okay, now we move into the more complex stuff. Then we move into um, mostly still past, but there's something I want to do. Um, so for example, um, I wanted help making this podcast today. So I actually had to reach out to the individual, um, a very nice gentleman who, who offered to help me with this podcast today. Um, and so I had to actually specifically convey that information. So that was information about what something I wanted to help uh, expressing myself. So it's something that I wanted to express personally. Um, so it's a personal expression. So it's coming from me again, but it's, it's in a, another space. My information needs to go to another space, specifically the place that I'm recording this. Um, there are microphones here. It's a, it's a podcast studio, which I'm testing out. So that information isn't just going directly to me or coming directly from me. It's actually has to go to a different space. Um, so that's a, this is sort of a, I call it the home space, which is not necessarily the place you live, but it's, it's the place that you are doing what you need to do. So whether that's a school or a workspace or a home space or even in the inside a car or you know on a train or something like that, it's it's a, the the personal space that you're in that you're using that's um, that you need help interacting with. Okay, so the third kind of communication is what I'm starting to call craft, which is also sort of a memoir. <laughs> um, and it's conveying the, I want to create something stuff. It's, it's creating a, a memory. It's sort of conveying a memory, but in a, in a more creative way. So it's not just saying, I'm hungry. It's, it's more like poetry. It's more like, you know, writing a song or drawing an image or, or, organizing a party or something like that. It's, it's a, in a larger space. Again, this is sort of the home space category. And so basically you're, you're creating personal stories um, that you want to preserve your experience, the emotional state. This is also an emotional level. The, the home level is kind of the emotional space where you're interacting with others in a more meaningful way other than, you know, physical input or output needs. Um, so, this, this other one, this one is called craft. Um, again, it's expressing oneself, um, recording emotional experiences somehow, which is kind of like what I'm doing right now, sort of. Um, well, there's more to it than that. Okay. And the, th the third, the third subcategory in the home emotional section is art. And now I'm using this in a very specific way. I have a, fairly specific definition for art. I mean, there are lots of different definitions for art and I don't always 
use just this one, but this is this one I use for this categorization system. And so in this case, art is um, the dramatic creation of new emotional experiences. So it's not just recording, it's not just writing a poem about my love life. It's actually sort of exploring new emotions and sort of creating new emotions with an audience. So my goal might be to uh, to do a paint pour um, that sort of looks like a galaxy and just sort of experiment with how that makes me feel and what it looks like and share it with others to, to get a new experience um, of emotional experiences. So that's what I call art. And that's still in the home section. And, and this, again, when I'm saying art and craft and things like that, it, it's not just, um, you know, poetry or writing books or, or making a, making a sculpture or something like that. It's, it's everything in our lives from architecture to clothing to, um, to making food, you know, beautiful recipes and conveying your emotional experience from a recipe. Um, you know, stuff like that. So it's, it's everything. Every kind of material thing that we're creating uh, can fit into this category if it's an emotionally based thing. So then the, the third of the, um, the who categories is what I call intellectual. And this is sort of community-based stuff. And you get um, Three different categories, which I am very tentatively and, and somewhat hesitatingly calling religion, politics, and science. Um, and this probably will upset a few people, at least, um, the way I very rigidly define these, very specifically define these categories. Religion um, is what I call historical documentation. Um, so it's intellectual preservation of information, our grander stories being put together and being collected into a shared um, experience, a shared story of this is how we moved from the past to the future in our, our larger community. And then we have politics. And this, in this specific categorization system, I'm calling politics where visionary fiction, where we, we come up with ideas of where we'd like to go, um, of new places we could we could go as a society, as a collection, as a community. Um, and so this is sort of, um, you know, the, the science-y, engineering-y stuff where we, we, um, we come up with new ideas. It's, it's where science fiction fits in really well. Um, but it's, it's just general politics. It's, it's us interacting and deciding on policies and what we want to do with our lives. And that can fit in, again, anywhere from transportation to uh, urban urban development to designing the internet itself, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So the larger, grander scale um, dreams of what we'd like to do as a community fit there into the quote, politics section. And then finally in this, this intellectual uh, community-based section is the science. Um, and I, again, th this is a very rigid definition that I'm using. Obviously you can use it in whatever way you want and um, science is, it's much larger than this, but for this specific purpose, I'm considering science to be the experimental stuff. It's the stuff where we just try to find new options. We just, we just make, we just make new, make new ideas. Um, 
and and don't care whether they're good or bad. They don't. We don't care whether the the, the politics or the religion or the or the emotional stuff. We don't care about any of that at this point in science. We're just experimenting to see what can possibly happen when we put X and Y together. What happens? Okay. So the final category is the philosophical category or the cultural grand story category, and that's what I call philosophical innovation, where we come up with visions of future um, for the entire planet, not just for you know our little group, you know, not just for our community, um, not just for our personal selves, but for the entire planet, the entire society of animals, vegetables, minerals, and whatever fungus on our planet that working together, we come up with a vision for where the whole thing might be going. And this is also similar to science fiction, but this is sort of the grander science fiction, um, you know, the sort of Arthur C. Clarke, you know, 2001, etc. Um, those kind of grander things of how we all fit into the universe as a whole and where we'd like to go as a species. So once we get all of these categories together, we can sort of direct things from where they're coming from. So each individual has a story that they want to tell. They have some kind of expression that they want to convey informationally. Again, this is, this is the nervous system. So this is an informational. It's coming from one individual sort of sensory organ or whatever you want to call it. Um, and it's moving outwards and we're directing this information to what it applies to. You know, what is it trying to do? And so that we can direct this information to either come directly out of an individual, so their, their expression, and then we can go um, to the sort of smaller spaces, the home spaces, the, you know, this is your, your, your very tight-knit family or, you know, your, your household or, um, you know, if you're working in a small company or something like that, or in school, your classroom, your teacher relationships, your the pupil relationships, that kind of thing. So it's the very, very, very local, hyper local. And then there's the community based stuff, which is which is grander and, and sort of you know all of it kind of together. And then finally, of course, there's the the whole planetary vision stuff. Do we want to tell absolutely everyone and make this this vision shared by everyone? And once we have all this information and we can categorize it in, a, in an effective way, we can start ranking our priorities for our expressions. So based on what information we want to convey, we can give it a ranking and we can say, it's really important to me to convey this right now. Um, or we can rank it lower. We can say, well, you know, this idea that I had, you know, I would, I would like to do something. I had an idea for an art project, you know, but maybe I'll do it in the future or something. I'm not sure, but, you know, it, it's not super priority. So I can put that low on my priority list. And then those priority rankings will be essentially like money. They will convey the value of this information. Um, but it's not money because it's it's internally generated. It's you know it's your own personal ranking, that percentage. Like this is my top priority. This is 100% important, and this is my bottom priority, and a bunch of stuff in the middle. So that way, the computer systems themselves can rank the information and organize it all and send it to where it needs to go most effectively. And that's my grand idea for an architecture for a new internet uh, or a nervous system for the planet. 
And I would love to have somebody help me work with this. Or if you just want to take it up on your own, that'd be great. Um, but if you want to contact me, um, my name is Turl Kronberg, T-U-R-I-L. And if you want to look for me on Reddit, I'm under username Turl, T-U-R-I-L. You can also find me on Twitter as The Wise Turtle. Um, and you can email me at thewiseturtle.com. Sorry, thewiseturtle at gmail.com. Um, and you can also just uh, respond to me here on my blog, um, which is turl.org. T U R I L dot O R G should get you here. Um, anyway, I look forward to hearing any ideas about this and seeing if this kind of thing might be able to be developed um, or if it'll just emerge naturally without any intention. Because I think that's how this works with the natural selection and random mutation of information and materials. It just kind of happens. Okay. I'll leave you that. Namaste.